Okay. All right. But our, our, our scripture today does have a lot to say about this particular subject. And there are three main characters as I see it. And first of all, there's Jesus. Let's put Jesus up there. Okay? Here's Jesus. Jesus has been out healing and teaching. Uh, Mark's gospel begins in, in a general way with his baptism. He's been selecting people to be his disciples. He's been really working hard. And now he comes to the house and the scripture tells us that there is such a large crowd as has already been following him, such a large crowd that they can't even eat dinner. Imagine that. So many people there gathered around, they can't even respond to uh, the hunger in themselves. And that's a phenomenal story in itself. But the second characters in this scripture are the scribes. The scribes are the grammarians. They're people who know the law. And when they look out upon Jesus and respond to what he's doing, they're basically saying, the devil made him do it. The devil made him do it. And here's their reasoning. They say that he has the power of Beelzebub or he is doing the things he does by the power of the prince of the demons. So they're accusing him of being demon-possessed himself. So Jesus, you know, Jesus was pretty good at argumentation, even though you don't win a lot of people by arguments. But he, he comes back and he says, well, well, let me ask you something. If, if the devil cast out demons, or one of the representatives of the devil cast out demons, isn't the devil working against himself? And so how can a house stand when it's divided? Because the end is certainly in sight. And then he tells uh, a, another story, or he works through a parable about the strong person, that that person has to be taken down before you can go in and plunder a house. And then, then he says, but I want to remind you, that there is, in fact, a sin against the Holy Ghost. And that sin, he says, is to say that I have a demon. And through the years, Tommy, I've had many people to come concerned that they may have committed the sin against the Holy Ghost. Well, don't say that Jesus has a demon and you won't commit the sin against the Holy Ghost, okay? So that's the second uh, character and here, and then we come back uh, to the third character, who, whom we would are characters that we would just simply refer to as Jesus' family. Now, now think about this. And I think Nancy had it right, and thank you, Nancy, for that. His family looks out at Jesus and sees him doing all of these weird things: healing, casting out demons teaching about God's kingdom, uh, interacting with so many people, uh, 
calling people to follow him like uh, poor fishermen, rabble-rousers who are against the government, uh, hated tax collectors, and I could go on and on. That's the kind of people Jesus is calling to follow him. And so they think he's kind of gotten beside himself. And the word there uh, means uh, to be astonished, but it also can mean uh, this guy's crazy. This guy's beside himself, I think is the way it's translated in the Scripture. And I can see how, how they could feel that way. So they come in, and in, in, in the Greek, it is they come in to, to take him by force. And later on in this scripture, we have another uh, section that describes how that the family called for Jesus, and that message is related to him. And then in another weird kind of way from our perspective, and I'm sure from their perspective, mom and your brothers and sisters are calling you. Now later on, we'll find... Uh, Jesus was very, very gentle toward his mother and to his family. But in this case, when it's perceived that they are trying to keep him from fulfilling the mission God has called him to do, it's clear that Jesus sees that as something of a demonic power trying to force him into a mold that God has not called him to go. So he says Dave, he says, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sisters? And then he looks at the disciples and he said, these are my brothers and sisters and my mother. Anyone who does the will of God is my mother and my brother and my sister. Whoever does the will of God. And so Jesus is appealing to the power and will of God to stand against those who were accusing him and making it appear that the devil made him do it. Tim, you said something this morning in Sunday school that I think right on. You said, preachers ought to keep it down to the earth. Remember that? Done some great lessons in the Sunday school that I attend. We want to try to keep this down to earth this morning. And with that said, since this scripture is about relationships, Jesus' relationship to himself, Jesus' relationship to these uh, experts of the law, Jesus' relationship to his family, I want to move in the direction of the relationships that are potentially within our purview or to talk about relationships that we are consumed with and why we sometimes get ourselves into situations that we remember and can surmise as being demonic. And with that said, there's some of us in the church who are studying a wonderful book by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, and it's called Safe People. And it's subtitled, How to Find Relationships That Are Good for You and Avoid Those 
that aren't. And they give 11 characteristics of people who are unsafe. They begin their dissertation with unsafe relationships. And I want to try to talk about this for just a minute and have you to deal with them from perspective of how demonic are these in my own relationships. And first of all, there is the fact that some people that we're in relationship with feel like they've got it all together. Let's put those up there for first ones. And, and will not assume any admission of weakness in their own lives. And so it's very difficult to be in a meaningful relationship with someone who will not admit their own liabilities and always put the blame on you or me when the relationship has some problems or goes bad. And then secondly, there are folks referred to as unsafe people who are religious rather than spiritual. Now here's what I mean by that. Some people know all the right words. Some people know the exact terminology. They got it down pat when it comes to this thing of religion. And so many of our relationships are involved with religious people. But the authors in this book say that they are religious, but they're not spiritual. And don't realize that, though I speak with the tongues of human beings and angels, and though I give my body to be burned, and though I can tell that mountain over there to remove itself to somewhere else. They can do all of that. They got it down path. They got all the religion. They're radical about their religion. But they don't realize that the last part of that is if I don't have love, I am become nothing. And so Paul says, to use another scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 13, Now about a faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. Number three, we're talking about the characteristics of unsafe people that may be in our lives. Number three is that they're defensive and will not accept any kind of feedback whatsoever. Number four, they're self-righteous and are not humble. And here's one for you. Number five, that when a relationship goes bad, they always apologize, but they will make no effort to change their behavior. So Pam, if I offend you or do something wrong, I just apologize and expect you to be all right with it without we making any changes. That means that there is an unsafe person in that relationship. And number six is the failure to work on improving conditions rather than allowing them to continue. And number seven, the authors say that uh, 
Unsaved people in our lives want us to trust them, but they don't realize, or at least they don't practice the, the truth that trust has to be earned. Number eight, is they see themselves as being perfect and constantly are embarrassed that you don't reach up and meet their standards. And number nine follows this. These unsafe, demonic people in our lives are always blaming us for what goes wrong in the relationship rather than accepting responsibility and personal accountability themselves. And then number 10. Number 10. These people lie rather than sharing the truth. And number 11 is they're stagnant rather than growth-oriented. And then we've added one to this. They won't communicate and criticize you for not communicating. So when we talk about unsafe people in our lives, ask the question, number one, why do we allow ourselves to get hooked into those kind of relationships? What is it in us? What is the demonic center in us that will not allow the power of God to circumvent that and put us in healthy relationships. So finally, how do we confront this? Number one is simply to confront it. And let me tell you, it takes some extra integrity and power to be able to gently and positively say, I'm not going to tolerate this any longer. I'm a child of God. And I don't have to live like this in a relationship that's going to send me to hell. Excuse me for using it that way. And then secondly, I got an email this morning from uh, Dr. Galloway inviting the community to a day when family abuse is going to be talked about and shared and offer principles and guidelines and help. That's another thing. Get help. I, I, I lost a niece just the other day from drug abuse. That's the second niece that I've had the service for who have died from abuse of drugs. And as my sister, her mother, talked to me, she said, Jim, I want you to talk about that in the service. I want you to talk about that. Why? Why? And I said to them, if, if you need help, go get help. If you need counseling, go for counseling. If you need your church, go to your pastor 
or a trusted Sunday school teacher or to a professional. Get help. So confront the situation and get help. And then, oh yes, we come back to the central figure in our story who can deal with every situation that we're in and every relationship in. And that is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Remember to stay in relationship with Jesus. Pray to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Talk about Jesus. And draw strength for healthy relationships from the one, Jesus Christ, who always wants to keep us all safe.